Well, obviously you're an idiot. <laughs> Tell me why. What year is this book from? Uh, 1974, I think. Yeah. <laughs> pop one up, me. The Harry Potter books were <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Tiger Phonics Podcast. I am your host, Jack Hewson, and we're doing something a little bit different uh, at the moment. We're having just one-on-one conversations with guests from around the world, friends of mine. Uh, and today, my guest is a collector of many things, a fan of many more, a fellow podcaster, the host of the I Like to Like Things podcast. Please welcome Chris Brayton. Good morning from the Pacific time zone. Oh, it's it's morning for you, and it's going to be morning for me in fifteen yeah. minutes. So, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on the show, man. I absolutely love recording with Aussies. Like, it's my favorite thing to do in the whole world. the The best podcasters, hands down, come from Australia. And thanks, but it is it is so hard to to coordinate because, like, I, I mean, I for one. When I did my Australian football rules uh, pod episode for my show, I, I got up at, I, I did a 4.30 a.m. recording because I just wanted to talk about Whoa. it. But he was in Perth. Yeah, he was in Perth, and that was the only way he could swing it. And uh, it was Paul from the Countdown podcast. An incredible show. But yeah, 4.30. But it's like, I don't miss a chance. So this wasn't so bad. I woke up at like 6.15. So who like that's, nor that's, fair that's 15 minutes more than normal. So it wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> so, yeah, perfect. And like, I don't. I'm never in bed by 11:30 anyway, so it's not putting me up. Right. Uh, awesome, <laughs> man. Uh, how did you find um, the the Aussie rules? So, so oh, I there. It's an amazing game. Um, what we said was that. Uh, so I'm an Essendon Bomber fan because of that episode because that's what the host was. He's not nice. even from Essendon. Like I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know why. They're my, they're my backup team. Right, right. Are you? I think you. Are you Crows or was it Saint? I am. It was Saint Kilda? No, Adelaide Crows. Adelaide yeah, Crows. That's yeah. right. Adelaide Crows. That's right. Yeah, Crows. See, there you go. See, there you go. So I did pay attention to that episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is a really, really, really fun game. Um, I mean, I found it very similar to like rugby. Uh, mm -hmm. and I found it. I it felt more rugby than American football feels like rugby because they both kind of came from the same. I know they came from the same sport. Uh, but I was super impressed with just the athleticism of anybody that played it. It uh, it's an impressive sport to watch, uh, but it's definitely like you have like having it explained and watching it are two separate things. It was really good to watch it played because you can tell somebody why, and watching it is it, it, it like it makes so much more sense watching it. But I I did it. It's very fun. It uh, same thing. It comes on at like. It comes on at like 2 a.m. here, usually, so I've recorded it to be able to watch it. Or I'll watch YouTube highlights and stuff, but it's it's a fun game. I want to play it. Yeah. There's no way I could get enough people around me to be able to play it. I'd have to get so many guys and so many people to like watch a YouTube video on how to play it. and then <laughs> So it's just a lot of people I'd have to convince as well. Yeah, we have the same problem here. We, a group of my friends, wanted to do like an NFL game and it's like mm -hmm. the 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 interest in it here is while it's big it's like kind of just 
spectator only. Like there's hardly any anything right. going around to, to play. So we're kind of the same. And like they're two completely different sports. And the NFL is so oh, absolutely like strategic. And like there's so mm-hmm. many set plays that you have to learn and figure out and 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 particular roles. And I don't think that's one of those right. things you can just kind of like get into. Whereas I mean, and maybe it's just the bias of having grown up with the sport. I feel like if you had, you know, 30 guys, you could do a 15 on 15 game and just kind of be like, like the the running joke of the AFL is anyone that is new to it. It's like, what are the rules? It's like, <laughs> rules? No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> you silly person. There's no yeah. rules. Um, yeah, and so, hands yeah, you, down. You could kind of, hands- you could kind of, you could kind of figure it out, but yeah. Hands down, NFL is is for sure, and this is even as an American. Like NFL is the most complicated game, uh, the national football, like American football. It's so complicated because it's every every single position is so stinking, like specialized. Like you, there, no one's interchangeable in any way. Like it's just like you can't just inter- like everybody's so specialized. And my like the best way to describe it is my mom has probably watched more football games in her life than any other human in the besides like football owners because between me and my brothers I have two brothers like we've all played football our entire life and played it at fairly mm-hmm. fairly high intensity levels and thing like we've been playing since we were in since we were in like fourth or fifth grade and we, we yeah so we and so finally after I was done playing my middle brother was done playing and we were watching my youngest brother play we were discussing something and my mom finally was like, oh, that's how that works. And it's like, wait, we all like looked at her. She didn't get like fundamental tenets of the game. And so it's like, that's, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> so it's like, you've, you, mom, you've been watching football for like 17 years. What are you doing? What do you mean? And that's pretty normal, actually. It's fairly normal. That's awesome. So let's talk about your show a little bit uh, before we get into the rest of our episode together. I was uh, fortunate enough to jump on and be a guest on your show a few months ago now. Uh, it's uh, I like to like things, which is such an awesome premise for the show to begin with. It's got to be the most positive podcast I've ever been a, a guest on. Oh, that's I mean that's too kind. I mean that's exactly what we're going for. So that that means we're succeeding. You were on for the Rooster Teeth episode, yeah. but the concept of our show is that we take a, a passionate guest and they teach us something new that we are not already fans of. Um, we love liking new things, and the whole premise of the show is that we find that if, if there's something that we're not familiar with, if someone is there that is passionate about it and excited about it, like we can like anything. I use the example of is that like I'm not a huge fan of of, of soccer, you know, re- re- football, but soccer. Mm-hmm. And but if I'm watching a game or a match or uh, with somebody that is like a big fan, then I I'll be, by the end of it I'm cheering, like I'm screaming for this, you know, in the middle of this game on something that I don't super follow or anything, but because I'm you can feed off of someone else's passion. And so that's the entire podcast uh, episode is that is that we listen to somebody tell us about something and then we spend the next week. So we do the shows in two parts. So there's a, the guest comes on, tells us about their thing, and then we spend the whole week 
um, sometimes more, depending on how long the thing it takes. Um, and we just become fans of it and we'll try their advice. And um, like this, our latest episode that just came out was an Animal Crossing episode, Animal Crossing New Horizons. And it's a game we'd never played and, and honestly barely had heard of other than people playing it during lockdown, like as their mm -hmm. way to escape. And so this week has been us, uh, actually been the last two weeks of us playing and building our little house and having a good time. My, my youngest daughter's in on the fun and, and, uh, it's been, it's been a great journey, but yeah, your episode was rooster teeth and we had a blast. Like my wife had never even heard of red versus blue and she was yeah. rolling while we were watching it. So she had a blast. It was really That's fun. so good. That's so good to hear. I was, I was like a little bit like, I don't know nervous that it like even though the whole concept of the show is that you're like yeah we'll get into it i was like have you ever um, had something where someone's just been like this is my thing and you're like oh yeah that's pretty cool all right what's the next thing <laughs> it's it's actually that's an incredibly common like response from the guests is is this kind of like almost nervousness and that just kind of sends the message to me that how hard it is to open up about something that you're passionate about. And I, I yeah. say this super often as someone that opens up themselves is that it's recommending something to somebody that you are already a huge fan of is, is incredibly intimate. It, it's, it, it is. And whether it, it, whether it's like for you, it's like, Oh, I really like this comedy troupe slash production company. It's like, it's fairly, you know, they have millions of people that are fans of them, but like you really like it. You want someone else to like it and it's it's very intimate but no we we always enjoy the experience like there are some that like last longer um like like one that was surprising was it was we did a cricket episode not too long ago cricket is almost mm -hmm. non-existent in the states almost non-existent but now we bought a cricket set and my daughters and i during the summer and, and my wife as well like we just kind of go to the park and we play i guess People have been calling it rounders, where it's just kind of like a street. It's like mm -hmm. a street cricket. It's not like full teams and everything. We just whack the ball and we bowl it to each other, and we have a really good time. Like that's like surprisingly, cricket has now become something that happens like weekly for us of us just playing around. And that's so, awesome. but yeah, there's never yeah, there's never been one that we hated by any means. Like it's just been like the differing grades are. Okay, cool. That was a very fun one-time experience. We love now that we have the knowledge to be able to connect with other people, which is really the ultimate goal of the show, is to be able to connect with people on whatever level they're willing to open up about. And um it's it's so incredible. And honestly, we feel super we feel super knowledgeable is really what it ends up being, is like we gain so much from the show. We really do. And I'm glad that you feel like it's a positive journey too, because that's really what we're hoping for. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I feel like, I mean, we got into it a little bit at the start of the episode when I was on your show, but uh, we kind of hit it off in kind of like in a stepbrothers, did we just become best friends kind of way? Because when I initially messaged <laughs> Absolutely. you following up about being a guest on the show, it was like, all right, well, what, what thing am I going to bring? And I think the first one I was like, all right, well, what about Lost? And you were like, sorry, man, right. I love it. And I was like, okay, all yeah. good. I was like, all right, next, uh, Community. You're like, best comedy ever right. made. I was like, oh, no. It was like simultaneously <laughs> awesome. Chris and I are going to get on like a house on fire 
but am I going to be able to be right. a guest on his show? Because apparently we're, the, we're just <laughs> the same guy. It's so funny. Yeah, it's it is like my my best friends that live in the same city as me. They 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 have been on the show. I have like five super close friends, and none of them have been on because like what are we going to talk about? We like all the same things, and that is the sad kind of catch to it. Because we don't want the show to just be like a like a geek out fest, you know? Because like that yeah. could be like I like this, I like this too. Let's geek out about it. And like while that's the most fun that I usually have on any podcast, and I know that we're about to do that in a couple minutes here, <laughs> um, like that, like it, it goes against the tenet of the show of like that, like you, it's something new that we want to learn and 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 grow in and stuff. So yeah, when you message just about Lost, it's like ah man, we named it, we named our youngest daughter after a character like that's how much we like the show and if we would have had sons they would have been desmond and probably jack so like yeah, like that's, that's awesome. how like close we were to that show yeah and community man we just started watching mythic quest too on apple tv and i think that and that's written by some community alums as well so and it's got daniel pooty in it and i love that guy but yeah i know it's funny when when you get that it's like oh well we're best friends and so Let's just be dudes. I'm sure we could find. I'm sure we can find something that we like. It's not the same. <laughs> exactly. Well, and then for all the stuff that is the same, you come on my show and we geek out about it, which is what we're about to do now. <laughs> and we might start a new mini series of it. We've got a lost episode, a community episode in the in the canon. So we'll keep that for another day. But today, you and I are going to talk about the one of the the most iconic film series. Uh, starting in, in the early 80s, Indiana Jones. Oh, it's the best. I, I almost I almost just broke into like humming the, the theme song, The Raiders oh. March. Just sure, so I'm excited. Gonna, I'm going to put it in in post. So you can hum it and it'll harmonize perfectly. Oh, that's good. I'm not going to because I just want to listen to the. I just want to listen to the Raiders March. It's so oh. good, and uh, like just from the second. I, I well, you go ahead. I, I I could geek out about this all day. I, I like I don't want to take over your hosting duties. Well, no, please. You're a co- you're a co-host today. You're a co-host today, so you can do whatever yeah. you like. But while we're on the music, let's start there. I mean, John Williams just knocking it out of the park right like everything he touches is just like i don't know how many pieces of music he can write that give me goosebumps i've lost count oh he he he's incredible and he hasn't stopped like the guy's like almost 100 years old and he hasn't i know he's not really but like he has not stopped yeah like from we're we're talking from the 70s to the like scoring some of my my favorite movies of all time. Now, let's just not talk about Indiana Jones, but like Jaws. I mean, the mm-hmm. Jaws theme and and the music that goes on in there, and then of course, then you can go, then you can go on even later. You like Hook. Hook has an incredible, um, it, it, Hook has an incredible uh, score, and then you go to like Harry Potter. You get Hedwig's theme and everything. Like it's just everything he does is just so good. And of course. I know people have heard of this. I think it's called Star Wars, right? People ever heard of that one? I don't it's, know. It's come across my desk <laughs> a few times. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's kind of a big deal. No, but Indiana Jones, um, he gets the entire idea, and in all of his movies, he does this kind of like Wagner esque thing, where every character has their own theme 
that goes mm-hmm. through, but then he weaves it through each each uh throughout it so like you'll be you'll be hearing the the indie theme the raiders march and then like weaved in there you'll throw in marion's theme when she comes on screen and then it'll keep going and then like then the arc theme will throw throw in like it's just absolutely incredible and it's brilliant and i i like obviously the movies by themselves stand alone but like spielberg and lucas and everybody that's involved in it understands the importance of the film score and uh it's it's like john williams gets what movies are and yeah just it, it's amazing it really is it's just i can't say enough about it yeah no ditto from me it's it's amazing all right well let's we're going to go through all of them um so it's going to be kind of like i guess a shortened chat about each movie but let's obviously start with raiders searched for the lost Ark of the Covenant. The Bible speaks of the Ark leveling mountains and laying waste to entire regions. Not something to be taken lightly. No one knows its secrets. Jones, do you realize what the Ark is? It's a transmitter. It's a radio for speaking to God. An army which carries the Ark before it is invincible. The Ark. It is there, Atanis. And it is something that man was not meant to disturb. It is protected by forces beyond imagination. It is desired above all treasures on Earth by those who are good, trust me, and those who are evil. I tell you everything. Yes, I know you will. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Let her go. We have no time. If you still want the Ark, it has been loaded onto a truck for Cairo. Raiders of the Lost Ark. A film from Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. So, Raiders of the Lost Ark, initial release date, the 14th of August, 1981. That's the Australian release date. It grossed $389.9-ish million USD at the box office, which adjusted for inflation is like, and I don't know if this is accurate, but I put it in an in inflation calculator today, around $1.6 billion, which seems super high. But it's... Yeah, no, it's a probably approximately correct because, uh, like, yeah, inflation's crazy. But remember, like, this is a forty-year-old movie. Like, it's that's the, that's the thing that's yeah, that's the thing that's crazy is that it's forty years old, and the movie is still as fresh as it was forty years ago. I mean, truly, it really does hold up. Very few movies, could you say, movies from forty years ago truly hold up? It's like some of them do, some of them don't, and there's a reason that this is a classic. You know, this is obvious. Like, there are movies from the 80s that hold up, obviously. But, yeah, no, it... Um, I mean, this was an incredibly popular movie. Yeah. Yeah. It. I... Do you remember the first time you saw it? 
Yes and no. Yes and no. Like, so one of the things I tell people, it's really funny, is is that like we didn't watch sci-fi in my house at all. Like for some, my dad just does not care for science fiction. He doesn't. He really doesn't. So like Star Wars, Star Trek, those those anything like that, anything space really, anything not like hard science fiction. Like we would mm -hmm. watch like Apollo 13, which I know came out a lot later, of course, but like those that like that, I know that's space, you know, like they go into space, but that's yeah. a hard science fiction type thing. But anything that's like speculative fiction, like was not like a thing. Like my dad just didn't care for it. He watched like Westerns, he watched like war movies, but like, so like I had no idea who Han Solo was for a long time. Like, so, right. so, yeah, so my only Harrison Ford for the longest time was Indiana Jones because my dad liked these movies too, mm -hmm. and so did my mom. Um, and so, like, I I honestly cannot tell you the first time that I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark. It has honestly always been with me. <laughs> so I was born in eighty. I was born in eighty three. So this came out before you know before I was born. So yeah. it was on home video. My parents would watch it. It'd come on TV, just on cable. Um, eventually. So, um, I, I, yeah, I cannot remember not knowing what Indiana Jones was. Like it's been with me my whole life. It's amazing. I, I have the polar opposite. I, I remember distinctly the first time I ever heard the words Indiana Jones. I, oh, I, man. I would have been like maybe seven or eight and we had got, um, a bunch of tiling done in our like entryway. And so, like the way it worked out is, is we had so to great. like between between one lounge and and the dining room, there was a hallway and it had been tiled. But the first, like all the border tiles had been done a day earlier, so they were dry. But the center ones weren't. And so my oh. dad explained to me, you have to yeah. sc scurry along the edge tiles, and you know oh, just just man. like just like Indiana Jones. And I was like, who's she? Right. And dad was like, Oh my me? gosh. He's like, You don't know who Indiana Jones is. Which looking back, I'm like, Dad, yeah. <laughs> my guy, you are the you are the person that shows me things. You should know that I have no idea who <laughs> <Right>. this is. <laughs> and so he explained to me the idea and I was like, Okay, okay. And as a seven year old, I'm like, sounds tight. And I remember the next day going to um going to the DVD store, which is now a very old fashioned statement. And we got um, <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, we got all three of them, the original trilogy. Oh. And the next day we watched them back to back to back. And I remember just sitting in the lounge room, uh, like in the opening minutes of Raiders, being like, "There's three of these. I get to watch three of these." And from that oh, moment, yeah, I dressed up as Indiana Jones almost every yes. day. I had yes. uh, I had my sister's video camera that I set up and I would like film stuff. My dad made me a whip. Like there was oh, oh good dad. it was amazing. It was amazing. And and then it just honestly it progressed probably if I was yeah, seven or eight for the next five years I I went through what two other video cameras and like countless hours of tape and 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 discs <laughs> disc space. Uh, burned out a few friendships, I bet. Being like, "Come over, we'll have a, we'll have a good time," and then it turned into, "We have to get this shot correct because I am making an Indiana Jones movie." <laughs> so I, I have countless hours of me so, mucking around doing that. Oh, that is, I, I, 
you can't see, the people can't see me, but I've had a giant grin on my face this entire time. Like that is the greatest thing I've ever heard to have like to know the experience. Like you had a pre Indiana Jones life, which was fine. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure you were a happy kid. And In then you had the I don't think it was Jones life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the Indiana Jones life is the best life ever. No, it's Indiana Jones movies. They're about adventuring and going out and exploring and. And making mistakes, like a lot of mistakes, but like still like persevering and kind of coming okay out in the coming out okay in the end. Like it's just so. And Raiders, yeah, I I think I have seen Raiders of the Lost Ark more times than any other movie ever. Like if it's on, like I'm just gonna watch it. Like oh cool, yeah. Indy, Indy's on, and like I'll I'll put it on in the background. My daughters love it like they haven't seen every scene because there's some scenes that would still mess them up pretty bad yeah. so uh like they would still get because they're still they're still little and but they would um they love it they love marion they love her character like just yesterday i was working with something in 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 my recording studio and my youngest star comes in and says you belong in a museum and then just like runs out the door <laughs> so it's like it's, <laughs> And as yeah, she just like just runs out, and she's wearing. They have a little Indiana fedora that they have, and they, oh, they run around awesome. with it. Oh, I remember why. I remember why we got them ribbons for ribbon dancing because they've been taking dance classes, and so they right. take, they had like a ribbon dance, and so they realized that they could make them whip, and so they just been going around as Indiana Jones, <laughs> just running around whipping their ribbon dancers, their little ribbon things. Yeah. So and they're just like, you're just, they're just yelling at each other. You belong in a museum. Ah! And then so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really that's like awesome. It, yeah. That's awesome. That's such yeah, a great house really vibe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, not that I I usually look to Rotten Tomatoes, but um, ninety five percent is the critic review and ninety six percent is the audience review. So we're not alone in liking um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's as you say, you that's, you probably watched it what, like an un, uncountable amount of times and I, I would be the same. It's one of those things yeah. where, you know, like some people just have their like the movie they put on when they're when they're on holiday for like, you know, it's Christmas time. We're putting on, you know, some people right. have it with with a new hope or Empire Strikes Back. They're just like they watch it at least right. once a year. And I'd be that Raiders would be mine. Absolutely. And it's just honestly because it's fairly for the most part, and this might just be because I've seen it so many times, it's fairly innocuous. Like, like, yeah, there's some scary bits at the beginning, and there's some scary bits at the end. But for the most part, like, you're just kind of doing like really cool action shots, action adventure scenes. And then mm. for me, having Mary, because I with my daughters, having Mary and B, Indy's co-partner, not like his sidekick. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, like so many movies from this time, you had the guy and you had the damsel in distress. Yeah, you look at any, and like, any James Bond movie that, from that era. Exactly. Exactly. That's such a good point. Um, and then so you have Marion. Marion's kicking all the butt right along with Indy. Like she's having her own adventure. So like there's something for uh, I feel like it's so good and so strong. And I've, I've read so many interviews about um, when they're talking with her and just like, oh, no, like you're not you're not the sidekick. You're your own adventurer. And so she just went with it. And it's like, yeah, this is amazing. And she's um, she's incredible. Uh, Marion is one of my favorite characters in cinema of all time. I mean, and Indy is my is my absolute favorite. Like he's just so iconic. 
but yeah it's just it's fun from start to finish and yeah it'll just be on like we'll just like doing dishes or whatever oh, let's put on any movie and then by the end of it we're all at the couch just watching <laughs> you know like we stop being busy <laughs> so that's awesome yeah no i i totally agree the marion case where she was a a business owner in the start and then she holds her own uh, like what you're saying, she's not just a sidekick. She literally has an entire section of the movie where she's been taken captive and instead of just sitting around waiting, like, you know, to be rescued, she hatches an entire plan of, of escape and, and then basically executes it. Um, yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. So- yeah, Karen Allen, is, she's just, she's, she's amazing. She really is. She just, she's a, yeah, uh, she's just a great character. Uh, all right, so we're gonna to get through all four of these movies. We'll we'll wrap up Raiders with what's your what's your favorite? If you can narrow it down to one section or scene from Raiders. Oh man, that is that's so tough. It's honestly, it's when he's in when he's in the map room. I think it's when mm-hmm. he's in the map room because like you get. You the music in that you get the full arc scene, you know, mm-hmm. like the full arc theme. Excuse me, the full arc theme. You're going through, and it's just like, what is happening here? And there's so much of the movie has been building up to this point of like, where is the Well of Souls? You know what I mean? Like, like, but like you're in the map room, and like he the, the, he's having to do it secretly and sneak in with Sala, which I can't say enough about about him i love sala i always have i think he's great um i always think like if i had to have someone in my back in a fight it's always been sala because like he's big he's <laughs> burly he's ready to fight you know and and um but uh i i love that character too but um yeah i think it's i think it's when they're in the map room because you get that everything about it is so just cool and there's no dialogue you know what I mean? There's no dialogue in that whole scene. It's just music. It's just Indy being like so stoked that he did this. Like he's like, oh my gosh, like I know where this is at. And like he's doing all, yeah, anyway. And how about you? What's your favorite scene? Well, I, I really like that scene too. I, it's the little things in, in these movies as yeah. well that kind of like indicate how intelligent he is. Like he has that staff right. that's at the, the exact right height. And then once Mm -hmm. he's done, he snaps it in half. Right. Like, he could have just taken it with him. Right. Like... He doesn't get to, like, oh, you don't get to know. You don't get to know where it is. Only I know where it is. Because you only have one side of the piece. Yeah. Only have one side. Like, if I got a tattoo, if I ever got a tattoo, there's a chance that that's what I would get. I would get the the eyepiece. Like, legit. Would you get it it on your palm? Like, the the burnt in? Oh, Admiral Tot, yeah, uh, Colonel Tot. When I say Admiral, Colonel, um, <laughs> no, that sounds incredibly painful. I was gonna say yeah, palm tattoos like, are ridiculously painful. Yeah, that seems that seems super painful. No, like that would be one for sure. That's just how much I like this movie. And there's just so much like quick humor and stuff in it as well. Like you can, like all like like when they're both like when Sal and him both was they're digging in the wrong place, and then like you just like go through like they're just like super happy they say it at the same time because like because like it feels like such a nerd moment too like you i know you've done this before we've done it on on recording where you're just like you're super excited and you both say it at the same time and it's just like yes you're just so excited that it happened you know yeah 
There's there's a few. Oh, like, there's so there's little things like the 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 one thing about like Harrison Ford had really bad food poisoning and he was supposed to have that fist fight with the uh, the yeah. the big swordsman. Big sword. And he just was yeah. like, I can't I can't do the fight scene. Can I just shoot him? And Lucas was like, or Spielberg was that works. They yeah. were like, yeah, whatever. Like we'll, we'll try it. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, that play is awesome. Like that's really cool. The thing that sticks in my head, actually, like the thing that I always remember is the bad dates. Where the oh, monkey is eating the poison the dates. monkey dies. It intrigued me dies. so it's much so as sad. a kid because I didn't realize what... I didn't know that a date was a fruit. Like, I, I didn't know oh. what that was. To me, it looked like a mint slice biscuit, like a chocolate-coated biscuit. As a kid, uh, that's what I thought it was. Them. And then and then I didn't... You, you under- eat them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't understand. Um, but honestly, my favorite, one of my favorite scenes um, is when the, the two government agents approach Indy at the start of the movie and he's explaining to them what the, like, the whole fascination <laughs> yeah. with the arc. And and they're like, well, what's what, what are those rays? And he's like... Wrath of God or something. Like, there's there's something about how Harrison Ford delivers that whole dialogue in that scene, which really lays the groundwork for how, like, well-informed Indy is as a character, but also, like, the charismatic smugness that makes you, like, fall in love with him at the same time as well. It's, like, it's awesome. There's something so indicative about that scene and the dialogue in it that I'm just like... and But there's music... In amongst that scene too, just like a a regular innocuous conversation that, that could be very dry and boring gets you right. so hype for the movie that's about to happen. I, I love that scene. Yeah, it's it's so it's like uh, what you never went to Sunday school? Did you guys ever yeah. go to Sunday school? And they're just like, uh, uh, what, uh, uh. yeah, it's <laughs> so funny. Yeah, it's one of the things that you, uh, as I've gotten older and I've watched the movie, you realize like, oh yeah, Indy just goes and like, he really does just like steal stuff. Like he's re- like, they call it like a obtainer of, of rare antiquities. Like, uh, yeah. like he, he, he's really good at getting stuff. Like he's a, he's borderline a thief. That's the yeah. thing. He's like, he's borderline a thief. Like, but he's an incredibly well-educated borderline thief too. That's the, that's, that's what really <laughs> works for it. Yeah, there's just so many tiny pieces like this. All of his interactions with people, they either love him, they hate him, or they're just like like he inspires like inspires like really big emotions from the people around him <laughs> for sure. And can we just talk Absolutely. about the punch sound? The indie punch sound <laughs> is the best sound. Like, yeah. I like like that's just how if if any punch that doesn't sound like an Indiana Jones punch is not really a punch. No, and like there's nothing like it. Like every time he punches, it's just a big old piece of big old piece of celery getting hit with a with a broomstick. Like that is what I want a punch to sound like. And it's up never, there with the never really does. It's oh, up there with the Wilhelm, which is so iconic. Absolutely, uh, I didn't see I. I don't remember being allowed to watch uh, the scene when the faces melt. I remember like my mom always making, okay, close your eyes. You can't watch this part. Like I remember that for the longest time. So I don't, I didn't think I saw that till I was like 12. So, but like I, same thing with like later on in, 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 uh, 
in Last Crusade. Like, there's some scenes there, like where Rom was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. close your eyes, you can't watch this part." So I didn't know what was happening for a long time. Uh, but like, like my last thing is like a cold open, like they do in Indiana Jones, oh. like it, it's in Raiders. It's so amazing for them just to like you just see Indy silhouetted. You know, you don't even see his face for 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 a long time in these movies to where you get into the whole you know, the running away from the giant boulder and everything. Like you get into that, but like it sets it up that this guy is going to be an icon. Like it's like they already yeah. knew that he was going to be amazing. It's like we're going to frame him and make him mysterious. We're going to make him seem um, heroic. We're going to make him seem uh, like almost scary. Like, 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 you know, like you're getting like these, all of these things are happening, but like, it's because you are seeing him from the back. It's just, it's just incredible. Like, like you get chills every time that you open up. You get Alfred Molina too. Alfred Molina, one of his first roles. I love that guy too. So like, you're getting all these great, like that whole opening scene is incredible too. Like every scene is perfect, but the, like they're all so good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, we have to move on. We uh, we could talk about it all day, obviously, but let's move on to the sequel, uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. If adventure has a name, it must be Indiana Jones. From Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. You don't believe me. You will, Dr. Jones. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom released 8th, 8th of May, 1984. Uh, box office, $333 million. Which is just over a billion dollars uh, today, and uh, yeah, I don't know. For me, um, watching watching them, this is probably the weakest of the of the first three. That's probably not a, a crazy statement. It's not like not awful, but just compared to the first and third, this one, I don't know. It's missing something. It's missing Salah is what it is. It, it, it is what it is. No, <laughs> you know what? I've, I've talked about this a fair amount of times, just like not even on a podcast, and just like what about Temple of Doom? And both George Lucas and Steven Spielberg are both talked about like they're, they were both going through like really dark times, like divorces in their life. Like this is what was happening during. So the character of Willie is kind of what throws the whole thing off because they both have admitted that like they put a lot of the, their their hate for their partner into Willie and they created like this caricature of the the damsel in distress the ultra like ultra annoying ultra, like not a real human nobody's like this no one is Willie mm-hmm. but like that's where they poured their like distaste with their partners into this was into Will, which is funny because Steven Spielberg ends up marrying Kate Capshaw, which is which is awesome. I think that's hilarious and awesome. Um, but uh, I have gained an appreciation for this movie 
as I've gotten older, because this is the one that I watched the least as a kid, because there are so many intense and scary scenes. There's a reason, like it was what created the PG, this and, and, and Gremlins is what created the PG 13 rating, um, was because like, okay, obviously this is not like PG. Cause like, I always say like, is this, <laughs> is this scarier than Shrek? Cause Shrek is always mm-hmm. my exact middle for what a PG movie needs to be. It's like, ob- and like, they didn't have that back then. So like you get, you get Indian, you get, Temple of Doom and Gremlins, and it's like, okay, these aren't PG movies. They're not R either. Like, hands, they're not no. R at all. So, but like, yeah, they're not for every kid to go see. I mean, but like, when you look at Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, what you get it, what you get is you get hands down some of the absolute best scenes in all of Indiana Jones. To me, I think that the rope scene. And like Raiders of the Lost Ark is my favorite movie of all time. But I think the rope scene in Temple of Doom, the rope bridge scene, excuse me, mm-hmm. is the best scene in any movie ever. Like the, the tenseness, the shots, the music, the stakes, all of that is so good from start to finish. Uh, yeah, the rope bridge scene. So that's my thing is that like, like, like you get, you get so many, like, and the, the heart ripping out scene, like that's intense and crazy. And like, so though, like so those intense. type of scenes are, those type of scenes, they're actually, they're the, in my opinion, the best scenes in all of the Indiana Jones movies, like hands down, but they just happen to be in the movie. That's not as well constructed as the rest. Mm. Um, so like, it's still amazing. Like Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom, if the other two didn't exist, would still be the greatest action movie of all time. Like mm. greatest action adventure movie of all time. Everyone would talk about it in such hollow tones. Um, uh, but yeah, it's just compared with the other two, it's the weakest of the two, but it's gotten better in my eyes as I've gotten older because I recognize how good the scenes are in some of the movie in, in these movies. Even like the the tense, like off-putting like vibes you get from the dinner party when they first get to the palace. Oh, yeah. Like uh-huh. there's a kid there and when the kid the 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 prince starts talking, everyone just uh-huh. shuts up. Like and there's something going on oh, there. Yeah. And he puts like he oh, puts that hush tones to the to the rumors. He's like, <laughs> I, I learned about these things and I was sickened to hear about them and then in, you know indy has to be like i apologize like and that's something you don't yeah. see uh, it's a side of him you don't see in the first one is this like apologetic i've overstepped my bound here i don't have to always be the boisterous heroic person i can take a step back realize that i may have done something wrong here i didn't mean to offend you right they they go on with dinner well, cl- but that is weird Oh, it's super. There's a lot of things in this that are right. They're 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 not like in your face scary or like in your face tense. Because like that's the thing is there's so many scary parts. Okay, please ask. Do you have siblings? I forget. Do you have yes, like do you I have do. brothers or sisters? Yep. Yeah. Me and me and my brothers <laughs> would always play Kali Ma. Is what we would call it. We call it Kali Ma. And so Molaram, you know, he reaches in and, and tries to rip out everyone's hearts. And so me and my brothers would always try and try and get the other one off guard and pretend to rip out the other one's heart. And we still do it. Like I'm 30, I'm 37 <laughs> years old and I'll still do it to my brother. And I'll just reach in and you have to like 
pull you yeah the, the joke is you have to pull the hand away like when you're to like indy does to Molaram. like you don't want him to rip out your heart and so like but like it's a known thing like you gotta reach it but you have to yell kalima and you gotta rip out the heart and like so like you have to catch the hand before the hand gets ripped out so like even though like like that's such an intense scene like as kids like we were like no don't do it and then so i remember even asking my mom hey could people really do that that's not a thing right that's like super freaking out that people could rip out my heart with their with their magic hands uh <laughs> but they uh but yeah we still do it we still play kali ma trying to rip out each other's hearts that's awesome <laughs> that's awesome uh, yeah, do it to somebody and see if they react. And that's how you know that they're going to be best friends. Like, no! And they're like, you betrayed Shiva. And like, you just try and like pull the hand the hand away and everything. Yeah, so, it's so, a high yeah. risk, high reward. But if you do that to a perfect stranger and they're all about it, then <laughs> best friends for life. There's no coming back from that. It's it's like when people chuck the joke, uh, the fake uh, lightsabers at people. And like, they go for it. You know what I mean? Like, have you seen those yeah. YouTube videos where people like, just like, they just toss them a lightsaber and then they start fighting too. It's like, yeah, that's what you would do because you're a normal, good human being. That's what you Absolutely. like. Hello there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just yeah. jump in. <laughs> General Kenobi. Um, so... Yeah. I have to agree. Like it, uh, you've said, it's the the one of the three you've watched the least, and that's the rings true for me. And then also, I agree with all of the like the cool scenes in that as well. the The plane uh, scene, the plane crash scene, is phenomenal. So fun, so fun. Yeah, there is there so is fun. something like strange with the whole opening of the movie though, because. The forty-five like, minute, the forty-five minute dance scene. It's, yeah, it's, it's like it's kind like of goofy. Hours. It's kind of goofy, yeah, and then even so like weird. his poison. And that, like, again, that's another super intense scene. Is that trade where they do the spinning, like, centerpiece where he puts the stuff on, and then they poison him, and then like, yeah, he, it's, he, it's just a race against time <laughs> to get the antidote. Ah. Oh. I don't know. There's something. So, there's yeah, something see, so the good, so frantic about that. Yeah, it's, it's that's the thing. Is it's a they're really, really, really good scenes. That's the thing about Temple of Doom, is that you just you have a different vibe. I think they also like from um, what I've recently learned too is that like the whole opening is supposed to be an homage to Bond films. Um, that is uh... actually why they started doing. That's why they made Indiana Jones, or one of the reasons is that like they both they couldn't get the rights to do Bond, and so they made Indiana Jones instead. They wanted to make a cool, like swashbuckling character, and so Temple of Doom is where you really see that homage come full circle. Is that yeah? Um, Indy comes into the he comes into the um, he comes into the club, and he's wearing from um, I I can't remember if it's Doctor No or Goldfinger. He's wearing the exact same outfit as Bond um, as he, when he comes in. And, like, Bond would always open with with a musical number, remember? Like, they yeah. always, it always every, every Bond movie opens up with this huge, elaborate musical number. And that's what they were doing, is it was like, okay, this is a Bond film. It's kind of how they were opening it up. And as I've learned that, it actually makes the whole movie even better because like as a kid i remember because i would watch some vhs fast forward to this i don't care about this 27 hour long dance scene and yeah. so like just like and like fast forward through it and he walks in but like what always blew my mind is, is this is technically this is a prequel this happens before 
Raiders of the Lost Ark. And it always blew my mind as a kid. Like, wait, what? This is a prequel? And like, you actually almost see the growth of Indy. Even like he's, he's more, um, he's more, uh, or let's say like, like less mature in this movie than he actually is in Raiders of the Lost Ark. So I actually almost tell people watch Temple of Doom, then watch Raiders of the Lost Ark. Cause that's actually chronologically character growth wise, how it happens. I do want to know what happened to short round. Always do like where, like he was basically his dad, where's short round. Um, I hope that he gets adopted by a nice family in Astoria, Oregon, and then grows up and has a son that looks just like him, has a son that looks just like him, and goes on adventures, too, with his friends. Yeah. I, no, that is what happened. Yes. <laughs> That's proper <laughs> canon. And then he never says die once. Um, Ever. So, yeah. No, that's... I. Because um, the, the prequel thing is an interesting, like... It makes a lot of sense as to why Indy would even fall for the 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 poison thing to begin with, because that seems so out of character. It's like, right. man, he's so knowledgeable. He's done this before. This isn't his first rodeo, which it still isn't his first rodeo. But like, you're right. If no. he is considerably younger, he's not the person we've already seen on screen. Then yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Our um our local like well, not local cinema, but they uh, ran a short kind of run of each movie in the cinema. And mm-hmm. so I missed Ra- I missed Raiders, but I caught Temple of Doom and it was the first time I'd ever seen it on the big screen. So it's the most recent oh, one I've watched. So good. Oh, really? And, oh, that's fun. Yeah. And, but also got to see it like in, in the movies, which was awesome because I'd never had that chance before, which I think gave it something a little like special, as well, we're seeing it in the cinema after all these years of seeing it just just at home. So, yeah, it's um, I don't know. I, I think I'm thinking of it more fondly now that we've had a chat about it. Yeah, watch it again with that in mind. Like, yeah, they're doing a Bond film. They're doing a Bond film opening, and that they were going through some dark stuff. And they've admittedly said, like, Willie Willie was the recipient of their of their hate and like they've said they've apologized for it like uh this is yeah no we, we we did this wrong like that was bad we created we created a caricature of the damsel in distress so like because they went from marion to willie and it's jarring it's jarring to watch that happen it really is yeah. to have like one of the greatest female adventures period that probably the greatest female adventure and top tier adventurer all time you know what I mean? Like we're talking like one of the greatest adventure characters of all time, hands down. And then you go to Willie, and Willie's like, "No, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> like, no, don't do that." Uh, but yeah, it's I have looked at this movie so much more fondly as I've learned more about it, and uh, I I just learned on my show that they were going to have at Disneyland, they were going to have a minecart ride at Disneyland. And I'm like, no, and they didn't. They didn't go through with it. And it's like, dang it, that would well, they, be so they cool. They had one at, at the Paris Disney. Oh, did they? See, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah uh, um, one of the things you're going to be super jealous of me is that, uh, and they, they, they haven't done it, obviously, for obvious reasons in a while, but John Williams will do a, uh, he'll do a, an orchestra. Um, uh, the, he'll do a full like uh concert at the Hollywood Bowl 
It's only oh. about 90 minutes from my house. And he'll do full concerts of all of his movies. And then sometimes what they'll do at the Hollywood Bowl, and they're actually doing it in July. Uh, they're doing it at the end of the month. Um, it is they'll show the movie and then instead of having the sound the score with it they have a full orchestra playing all the movies and they do it with the they do it most of the time with the indiana jones films and so like you'll have like the full movie yeah and at the end of the month it's princess bride is what it is at the end of the month and instead of doing instead of doing mark knopfler's like like the the like all the different like synth stuff they're doing it with a full orchestra instead but like playing the mm-hmm. same things and everything um that's not john williams but you know but yeah they'll do uh but yeah next time i go to an actual concert i that's i have told elise my wife like yeah if john williams does a thing like we got to go to it right she's like oh absolutely so but yeah yeah tight tight all right well to round out um temple of doom Rotten Tomatoes, 84% critics, 81% audience, which seems about right. Not not a huge drop-off from the first. Um, Man, in the 80s, huh? Jeez, yeah. that's low to me. It still feels low. That's crazy. Like, I always wonder, like, who are the people that hate on it that much to say? Because I know Rotten Tomatoes is yes, no. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, yes, I liked it. No, I didn't. Like, I know it's very yeah. similar. But, like... One, the Raiders one blows my wise into hundred percent. I get it. What is it? It's it can't I guess everything can't be Paddington too, right? So <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh yeah, I eighty yeah, percent seems super low to me. But also like indie is these are my favorite movies of all time. So for me, they're perfection. Like so I, yeah. I, I guess I'm biased, very biased. What's your favorite could- scene in the movie though? Like what 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 is your favorite scene? Hmm. Like obviously, rope bridge scene for me. Like I, I just said, it's the greatest scene of all time in any movie ever. <laughs> so it's, like, it's, it's fairly obvious. It's definitely the most iconic. But even the minecart chase is pretty phenomenal. I'm trying to. Oh, I'm trying it's to so think. Fun. It is. It's so fun. The the one that that sticks into my mind actually, and it's kind of this 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 is my answer. This is my answer. I've changed my mind. When Indy goes back into Willie's room after he's been attacked and he's looking for the secret entrance. That oh, is so good. All so I good. ever wanted as a kid <laughs> was like, we, we, we grew up in a, we grew up in an old house, uh, like 1800s house, big two story house had, had oh, a wow. cellar, two cellars. Real old. Yeah. Real old. And we were always going to build a staircase entrance over one of the, the cellars entrances, the floor entrance with a, a book pool that would open the, the end of the bookcase and you could walk down into it based yes. on the statue push in Willie's room where like, there's just something about that, that intrigue and that, like, imagine if you found a secret entrance somewhere that no one knew about and you were the one that discovered oh, it. It's the dream. And, and, it's the dream. And so that is the kind of, thing that that sticks in my mind and then that too coupled with willie just being like hey i'm right here is also hilarious I'm as well. right I like here that. i i didn't get that till i was older 
Like I did, oh, like, yeah. as a kid, yeah. it's like, okay, he's, he's going to think I'm right here. Her hands strategically placed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, yeah, I did not get that. I didn't get a ton of jokes as a kid. Like there's a lot of funny, funny, funny jokes, but no, the dream of any, like still now I'm, I'm, I'm pushing 40. If I found a secret entrance somewhere, I'd get my torch, light my torch on fire and go down that secret entrance. Like no matter oh. what, like, yeah, I like, we've been trained with things like Narnia Indiana Jones and like all these different things that like 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 there are secret entrances either to a place that's real or fantastical and you go down you go down you go down the staircase or you you go through the tunnel like it's like you have to oh that's that, yeah it's the dream is to find a secret yeah. entrance to someplace oh we were awesome. ripping at a ripping at a laundry at work the other day and we found a floor safe that the owner didn't know was in their house. And so it was like, well, this is our next three hours oh, wow. is is busting the safe <laughs> open. Um, nothing, nothing in it, unfortunately. Oh, dang it! Yeah, dang but for that three it, hours, it. it was like, here we go. There's there's gold bars in here. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah. All right, Jones slash it's Ocean's Eleven. So. Exactly the perfect <laughs> pairing. All right, let's move on to the uh, the third. Uh, piece of the original trilogy, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Indy, your father, they have them. Dad found out more than he was looking for. Junior? Don't call me that, please. I want you to find the grail. I've heard this bedtime story before. Eternal life, Dr. Jones. The gift of youth to whoever drinks from the grail. After you, Junior. This is intolerable! No ticket. Archaeology. Are you crazy? Don't go between them. Go between them. Are you crazy? Hurt, hurt. Hang on. Quick, under it. You know, sharing your adventures is an interesting experience. <laughs> Uh, initial release, 24th of May, 1989, which is, so they all came out like relatively around the same time. Um, yeah, May, it's, it's that May, that May release. Yeah. I mean, cause like Spielberg was the inventor of the summer blockbuster with yeah. Jaws cause Jaws was the first movie to make a hundred. It was the first movie to make a hundred million. It also was the, the first movie to make 200 million. Like it did both. You know, like it, 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 so like he invented the summer blockbuster. So he, they, they got it. But you know, and then May is also the same time. Do you know yeah, why they decided? It's also the same to... time that Star Wars movies were released. Right. Do, do you know why they decided to uh, release Jaws in, in May, in, in the summer? Because uh, the, no, actually, I don't. Like I, I just always assumed it's because people were going to go out into the water. <laughs> so like they're just like going to mess with everybody. Well, <laughs> apparently, traditionally, before that, you would release your big blockbuster movie in the winter because people 
would be out doing stuff in summer, they wouldn't want to spend their time indoors watching movies at a, at a cinema. So what you would do is you would park your movies for a summer release if you thought they were going to flop and then you could just blame it on, oh, we released it in summer and everyone was out doing stuff. And that's why we didn't, we didn't make money. <laughs> and because Jaws took so long to make and was so expensive, they were like, and they had so much trouble with the damn shark, they were like, we got to park this. We got to park this for summer. And then that probably paired with the fact that it was summer and it was this movie about going out into the water and whatever. Just it was a perfect storm, and it was awesome. <laughs> so it just created yeah. this oh, it's, this wave of it, like Jaws is top ten movie for me, maybe maybe top five because like it shouldn't work. It's two separate movies. Um, the pacing of the of the movies is so yeah. is it's such an odd movie, but it works so well. Um, and yeah, I just, I couldn't say like the acting, the, the chemistry between everybody. It's just, it's just unbelievably good. But yeah, uh, uh, that's my anniversary, May 24th. That's when I got married. Uh, so, oh, there you uh, go. That's, uh, nice. yeah, there you go. So yeah. Pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the, uh, uh, box office gross $474 million. Um, so that's. Again, just over a billion dollars nowadays. Um, this is my this is my favorite of the original three. That's it was it was my favorite as a kid um, as well. Like when I was a kid, this was the one that like was my favorite. I love the whole idea of like the knights and everything. You know, as a kid, like that mm. really resonate. Re- re- yeah, Raiders. As I've got older, was I I realized was the one that like I actually looked forward to the most watching. But um, but yeah, because I think also like as a kid, like you see young indie, you know, with yeah. River Phoenix, and and like you you see that, and like the 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 train chase scene and everything, and the fact that there's a dad, you know what I mean? Like so, like as a yeah. kid, like it's like oh, this feels this feels familiar. He's going on an adventure with his dad. Like that sounds amazing, and and uh, there's knights in it. Like oh, they have a sword. Ooh, I want a sword. You know, like yeah, <laughs> like as a it kid, like yeah, this one really. Yeah, it's everything. And I just love Sean Connery in it. Like he's just absolutely incredible. Perfect. And but like what makes this one your favorite? Like why does this one like stand out? Like I get why. I totally get it, but like what is it that like keeps it as your favorite? I think I have like a I like the idea of as you said the prequel uh opening where it's you know him as a kid finding out like his fear of snakes um seeing him you know be this little right like you know he like because you have that first thing where he picks it up he picks the snake up and he's like it's just a snake and you're like oh hang on a second what is this like what this doesn't make wait a second yeah this is right he hates snakes and then you (laughs) moments later find out why but uh there's there's something about the 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 way that movie opens up with you know, he sees the guy uh, who he obviously models his his wardrobe after entire later on persona. in life. Yeah, his entire yeah. persona. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And then, but then even like, you know, like he falls into the, the lion carriage and he has to pick up the whip for the first time, you know, and it bites him. So he has that respect for it. He knows like all those little bits. So you just get to that. They just piece it all together. This is little bits about him and this is why. Um, you know, 
Um, nah. Like he is the way he is. You get, you, but you get where he gets that scar. Yeah, exactly. And, and then the the part where you know he he's forced to give the cross back because um, obviously the police are a shonky. And the guy says to him, "Is like you lost it, a kid, but that doesn't mean you have to be happy about it." And he gives him his hat. And that scene, it's still oh, the hat. It still gives me like goosebumps when I watch it. Chills. When he puts the hat down, yeah, absolutely. And then he looks up, and it's that cut to to present day Indy on the boat, and like, oh, th- there's just something about that transition that is just awesome. It's really, really fantastic. It is. It's so good. And then I think, like, it's kind of the most National Treasury followed the clues out of the three of them because um, his dad has the Grail Diary. And in that, it's, you know, all of the the clues, the X, X never, ever marks the spot, like the library going down into the sewers, finding the night, you know, making the rub of it on the on the paper, the translating. Something there is something also so like I don't know. I think the the most iconic music part for me, kind of like the um the arc scene that you were talking about earlier, is when uh Donovan has him over to his his house and he has that slab. Right with the but just just the partial and he's talking about how like we're we're part of a journey that was started over two thousand years ago. We're only a few steps right. away. And he says, you know, well that's usually when the ground starts falling out from underneath your feet. There's that <laughs> kind of like back and forth, right. but there's that music underneath it. Again, it's like the 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 opening sort of like story on the chalkboard in Raiders. It's it's this they like they grab you. And oh, there's yeah. just something about it's that, and so the amount good. of, the amount of like, um, just like se- like scenery changes, just everything about the the movie. Like they're in Berlin at one point, they're on a blimp, like you know they're in a castle, like they're in Venice at one point. Like all of this, it moves quite quickly, but it's this treasure hunt, as well. I, yeah, it's it's phenomenal, and as you said, Sean Connery. Like such an amazing cast choice for that. Oh yeah, like you could like it couldn't it couldn't have been anybody else at this point. No. You know what I mean? Like there's just those times when like like he like, like with hindsight, like you're you're like okay, you know, well yeah, it's Sean Connery. It's the perfect he he's he's Henry Jones Senior. Like of course, yeah. Then it's like it could not be anyone else for that yeah. scene, and it's so funny too because he plays like kind of a doddering. Kind of like old fool, and like, like I said before, they really like James Bond movies, and like, like you see that mm-hmm. now. It's like, of course, like you know that Lucas and and Spielberg both just like, oh, we gotta, we gotta get Bond in here, right? Like, yeah, absolutely, we have to get Bond in here, and so, but like for him to be like, like one of the like most iconic action stars of of all time as as James Bond, uh, like then for him to be playing like the the booksy. But the the bookish old old guy, you know, is so it's so funny, and also, um, yeah, the well, you were talking about the scene. Something I learned fairly recently too. And you'll never not notice it. You probably already know. But when he's in the scene in Donovan's study, when he opens the door 
to and you hear the music outside it's um it's the the imperial march um it's the it's the imperial march playing on the piano it's as a nod to him being um veers in in empire strikes back yeah 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 ever, wow no yeah. i didn't i didn't ever pick up on that yeah you'll listen to it. it's in a different key because like they're at a party you know what i mean they're not, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. not gonna get the but like it's just really quick Another I'm thing gonna go I have to watch it now I, after this yeah oh you poor thing so sad you have to watch one of the greatest <laughs> movies of all time uh no like and then the other thing too is is like if you watch the movie anybody that has uh a flower in their lapel wants to kill indy and you'll notice it if they have a flower in in the lapel they 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 got it out for them eventually at some point they're going to try and kill yeah they're going to try and kill indy or they're in on it like and you'll know you'll go through um like you'll see like uh uh Cosm, like he has one in his lapel right before he tries to kill him the the guy with the white hat, which you never know his name, for, who had the cross of Coronado, like he he has a flower in his lapel, like all those different things, like they all are, like you'll you'll look through and like everyone has a, a flower, they want to kill him, that's just how it goes, yeah the 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 this movie for me has always been the funniest, especially as I've gotten older. There's a lot of like jokes and yeah. and really funny lines, like they all have humor to them. Like there, there are funny, but like this one straight out has like laugh out loud. I still think one of the funniest lines ever in a movie is when they're on the scene in the Zeppelin and the, they're heading out of Germany. And he's like, I'm as human as the next man. And Indy Jones says, I was the next man. And like the dad just like kind of smirks at him. And it's like, it's as I'm getting older, it's the funniest line ever. It's so, so, that so is funny. Such I, an interesting messed up little situation <laughs> that that yeah, that movie kind of so... just brings up and then goes eh <laughs> like, just yeah. deal with it it's hilarious and that's the thing is it's hilarious too because it's like this is weird and awkward and they're just chilling and yeah anyway it's so funny yeah i love that i love that uh uh yeah El- elsa schneider great character uh i think probably as a as a young young man watching that movie as well that was probably one of the reasons that i was like yep this is the best one for sure a big Um, big fan big big fan yeah ah venice so romantic that's that's such a that's a james bond-esque line if i have ever heard one there there is no reason to say ah venice if unless you're james bond (laughs) like uh but yeah so yeah and then you yeah, it's so good too, and and I, I've I just noticed so much more about this movie as I've gotten older. Same thing, just like the like as someone who ha, uh, you know, like I'm I have a dad, you know, and yeah. just that interaction as I've gotten older, so funny because like Indy is still kind of brought to being a kid whenever he's around his dad. Like no matter what, like Indiana Jones is gosh dang Indiana Jones. He has been on the adventures. He's found the lost ark. He's found the Shankara stones, like like and like among all the other things that he's done throughout his entire life. You get in front of your dad, no matter who you are, you're just you're just you're reduced to his son. You know what I mean? Like no matter what it is, he's like, "Sir, Dad, come on, oh, Dad, come on!" And like no yeah. matter what, you're still a, <laughs> such you're a still teenager. someone's kid. Yeah, yeah you're still yeah. such a kid, and like. Like he doesn't like the love of a father too, and and like now myself as a father too, uh, as well. But like you're just like, oh yeah, he he's not gonna go find the Grail while well, his dad's in trouble. I love my father, no matter how flawed he is. 
or whatever, like you love your dad. Like that's just how it works. And anyway, I just, uh, yeah, it's, it's gotten deeper as I've gotten older and changed which, because like, I, yeah, it's changed. Which, yeah, for sure. And, and, and the, and the reasoning behind the, the whole, you know, he's brought back to being a kid by his dad is like underlined when they're being interrogated in the, in the castle. And he's like, well, you don't think my son would be right. stupid enough to bring it back here, do you? Well, you didn't, you yeah. didn't bring it. You didn't bring it, did you? Oh, I should have oh, sent it to the dad. Marx Brothers. <laughs> it's like, come the on. Marx. The Marx Brothers. I should have sent it to the Marx Brothers. Oh, sure good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, phenomenal. I think maybe that, too, is one of the reasons why I like the movie as well. Is, totally. uh, is you know, my dad showed these to me. It was that one, that one day we watched all of them together. And that strongly sticks in my mind. Um and even like growing up to just before I left home and stuff, uh, my dad had some health issues and he was going in for an operation that could have been potentially his last. And he sat me down and was he just said, like, in, in a way that like he knew I would just immediately click. He was like, you know, when Henry Jones Sr. says, you know, Marcus, I thought I just I had more time. It wouldn't have taken long to tell him the things that I need to just a couple of minutes. <sighs> And he was like, "Oh my gosh, these these are the couple of minutes." And like, I remember that conversation as clear as day, partly because of that. And I think too, that's what that that, that is right. probably the strongest reason why I find this movie to be my favorite of the three. I do. I have chills, man. Like I have chills. Like that says, "Wow, that's gonna stick with me for forever." <laughs> that's gonna stick with me for forever, man. Like. It's like yeah, no, now this is my favorite. I switched now. This is my favorite now. That's amazing. <laughs> See, I like how it has that power to do that. And then, yeah, like, the, the, the whole... Illumination. That's illumination. Yeah. yeah. and But then the whole ending of the movie as well. The, um, you know, making it through those those tests. The penitent man kneels. The, the spelling out God's name. The getting it wrong. In Hebrew, Jehovah starts with an I. Like, all of that stuff is just phenomenal. I remember as a kid being so, like, when he does that, that leap from the lion's head, I never understood. Oh, they, they do that camera angle change to show that it was all set up. It was, it was like an illusion. But I didn't understand that as a kid. I thought that was just supernatural, just like the Ark of the Covenant was. and everything. Because why not? Every other movie has had that element of, of supernatural stuff. But even then, the choosing of the, right. of the, of the Grail, oh, the You Chose Poorly, oh, just everything about that yeah. is such a cool scene. The stakes are so high. Oh, yeah. It's phenomenal. I, I've always had this... Uh, there, it's, I, like, I, I've always told, if anyone ever needs to get me something, somehow get me the grail. Like, from the oh, movie. Yes. Not like, an, like a replica. You know, like, I would love to... Like, I think I'm going to start trying to find them. Because, like like you said, I'm a collector of things. My my recording studio is pretty decked out with a whole bunch of nerdy stuff. And I have some Indiana Jones things in here, of course. Like, but uh, like I would love to have the grail. And I would drink... That'd be the only cup I ever drink out of. And that, that would be it. <laughs> Uh, I want to have the the idol head from Raiders, and I, I want to have the cross of Coronado, and it'd be pretty sweet to have the Shankara stones too. Like that'd be pretty. But you awesome. can't, man. I you can't take them... them away because. <laughs> yeah, you can't take. Yeah. 
they will be found you won't like so anyway. oh. um what i what i what i read recently was interesting was that uh no matter like i love that because ilsa and Elsa and and Indy, of course, know what the Grail is probably going to look like. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they understand. Like it's not going to be this like big gilded thing. Um, but it's been this interesting thing that I've read is that like no matter what cup Indy would have chosen, would have been the Grail. Um, like because he chose wisely because he was doing it for the right reasons. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Like like mm-hmm. like it didn't. It doesn't actually like if you're pure of heart. If you're doing it for the right reasons, no matter what, because that's like, like that's why there were like plates and stuff. Like no one's mm-hmm. gonna think that the plate, but like that that's also part of like the grail. Like what is the grail? Is it a cup? Is it you know like that? I was reading like that is part of like the grail lore and everything. That could be this could be different things. But yeah, like the reason that Donovan dies is because like he he his obviously his intentions were malicious and Indies mm-hmm. were not. And so yeah, whatever Indy picks is gonna be the right. Is going to be the right one. I, me and my brothers always did love to like when he drinks. It's like like when Donovan drinks. It's just like this tiny little sip and everything. And like Indy, who hasn't had water for a couple, probably like a day or two, while he's in the middle of the desert, is like, well, I'm super thirsty. I'm going to just drink this. If I'm going to die, if I'm going to die, like I'm going to guzzle this thing. Like I'm so thirsty right now. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it looks like damn good water as well. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, you got a Brita filter in the caves there. Yeah, natural limestone. That's what it is. That's awesome. Uh, so we'll go Rotten Tomatoes, eighty-eight percent critical uh, percentage there, and ninety-four uh, percent audience. So a return to the fan favorites. Um, critics still not liking it as much as Raiders. Um. It's so weird to me. It's, so it's, weird. It's a hundred percent for me. It's I. I don't think there's a yeah. bad part about it. You know, with the with the with some of those critics, they chose poorly. They they did, <laughs> they did. Uh, all right. Well, we basically talked about the whole the whole movie as a favorite scene. Do you have one in particular? Uh, gosh. I mean, there's so many great scenes in there. Um, I, I think I've always loved the scene in the library. Like there's some just incredible scenes. There really Mm -hmm. are. Um, but like the scene in the library when like he realizes that X marks the spot and it's just like, it just like, it's self-referential, you know? And then the whole scene with the little, a little, uh, Albert Einstein looking librarian, like hitting his, hitting the thing. And just like, it cracked me up as a kid cracks me up as an adult i think it's so funny but just that whole idea of yeah and it's similar like oh you found a secret entrance there's a secret entrance at a library and like we've all been to a library and you're like maybe there's a secret entrance under this library like it just speaks to that like adventure scene in inside all of us so like x literally marked the spot it's so cool and that's that's my uh, favorite i've always loved it for sure it's it's great. I mean, then you get the the motorcycle chase scene is a lot of fun too because you get him like actually jousting. It's it's super fun. Um, but then the but, boat uh, the boat chase scene is cool too. The my soul is prepared. How's yours? Absolutely. There's some great oh, lines in it. Chills. Kazum Kazum is is hands down. He is he is so underrated in this movie because like he is just like uh, he is like this like Assassin's Creed level 
two thousand year old um group you know what i mean like it's yeah you just my soul's prepared how's yours he's like i'm ready to die like i don't like legit and like you see the conviction in his eyes and he switches he switches to a a, an ally like okay cool yeah your dad's over there like i as long as you don't like i i don't care about this i'm not evil i just have a job to do you know what i mean like it just makes such a great switch exactly yeah that and i think the best line in the movie is Salah, I said no camels. This is four camels. Got your camel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As a guy with a brother-in-law, if I had his car blown up, it's like, ooh, man, I got to pay this guy back. I got to pay him back somehow. Would he like, accept camels? Bad. Would your brother-in-law accept camels? Yeah. Oh, gosh. I mean, he lives in San Francisco, so it'd be a little hard to store him. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Maybe, uh, yeah. There's not a lot of space for range ranging for them. They do like big sweeping hills, though, so maybe the humps there are kind of reminiscent of uh, San Francisco. Yeah, there you go. You're just going to pitch it cleverly. Yeah. All right. That that does it for uh, The Last Crusade, and we'll come back in now, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Legend says that a crystal skull was stolen from a mythical lost city in the Amazon, supposedly built out of Solid gold, guarded by the living dead. Whoever returns the skull to the city temple will be given control over its power. You will help us find it. A simple yes will do. We will do this old-fashioned way. Put your hands down, will you? You're embarrassing us. Don't touch anything. Initial release date, once again, the 21st of May, 2008. Initial box office, $790 million, which is, once again, just over a billion dollars today. Um, probably, again, once again, not a hot take, but the weakest of the four. Or how do you feel? Do you, it, do you yeah, like it? it? Yeah, so uh, it's so funny because I I have a similar feeling to this movie as I know people have with things like the prequels for for Star Wars, mm-hmm. and I have the, I have the same feeling of it is is that like is it as good as the other ones? Absolutely not. It's 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 hands down the fourth place. No matter where you put it in the in 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 the lineup, like no matter where you line it up with ever the rest of the movie, you know any. 
at any point for any type of the parts of the movie, this gets fourth place across the board. Yeah. Um, when I saw it initially, we actually, it's funny, I saw it on my honeymoon. I got married in 2008. Uh, I saw it on my honeymoon at Disney World while we were waiting for our tram uh, to take us back home. Like we saw on the last day of our honeymoon, we're just like, gosh, we can't go anywhere. We can't do anything. Well, let's go see a movie because they had a movie downtown and then the bus was going to pick us up and take us to the airport. So it was, it's funny. So I remember being so excited for this movie and I remember watching in the theater and I absolutely hated every second of it. I was so mad. I was pissed. I, I, I really was. I was super mad. And because it's just like, gosh, I've been waiting for this. This is my favorite movie series of all time. Like I am the biggest Indiana Jones nerd. Like this let me down. But as I watched it, I realized how I actually compared a lot to, to Temple of Doom. I do. I really do. Um, is that like there are actually a lot of really good scenes in this movie. There, there really are. There's some really cool scenes in it. And it's still so I similarly what I say about like movies, Star Wars movies that aren't very good is like, well, does it have laser swords? Does it have the, the blasters going pew pew? Does it have space? awesome like i liked all of those parts i feel very i feel happy that i got to see laser swords and space battles like i'm super happy with that you know what i mean so like yeah as i've gotten older and this movie is kind of like you know i mean this is a this is this is a 13 year old movie at this point like it's a it's an older movie um i've come to appreciate it a lot more in terms of that, like cool it's indiana jones doing indiana jones things with Indiana Jones characters that we're familiar with. Like I so like I couldn't in, I I enjoyed it a lot more. There there is this movie actually probably could have been top 3 if out of the out of the 4, you know, top 3. There's yeah. just a few scenes that you need to tweak. There's just a few scenes you need to tweak and this movie would be perfect. You get you get rid of the you get rid of the whole thing with the with the with the refrigerator. You get rid of that. You get <laughs> you get rid of Shia LaBeouf. You get rid of Shia LaBeouf, Tarzaning through the jungle. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you get you get rid of that, and like tell me then that this movie doesn't improve by double. You know what I'm saying? Like t tell me, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like tell me, yeah, less is you more. get rid of those. Yeah, you get rid of those two things. Like legitimately, you cut those two things out, and this movie is honestly just as good as Temple of Doom. Like, legitimately. Like, really. It's them going on it. Like, and even the whole thing with aliens, that that divided people, too. That the whole idea of it, mm. like, that, that it's aliens. It's fairly obvious that eventually, Indiana Jones is going to encounter aliens. Like, it's it's beyond, like, it's going to happen. It just is. Like, it was the natural progression of it. It really was. Mm -hmm. But, like, you get the whole scene of them on the motorcycle, him and Shia LaBeouf. Like, that's an awesome scene. It really is. And there's some funny lines in it, too, that he's still Professor Jones. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's moved on from him being, um, like, he's not this world traveler anymore. He's Professor Jones at this point. Yeah. Um, the whole scene when, uh, the whole scene in the jungle, even, even with them doing the fencing across, like, that seems dumb. But, it's like, that's very on brand for an Indiana Jones movie. Like, it really, really is. And the whole fight scene with the ants, with the giant ants, that scene mm. is awesome. Like, that is a very intense scene. And it's pretty cool. You know what I mean? Like, it really, really is. And um, them going through Area 51, there's so many That's good scenes. And, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many good scenes. It's just that, like, 
there's some scenes though, like like we said, like those two, those two specifically. If you take those two out, like there's some other stuff you could probably tighten up a little bit. But like there are so many good scenes in there that if you just those two scenes just take you so far out of the movie, you just can't get back in. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Like you just can't. Yeah. You get Karen Allen back, who's incredible as Marion. Like you get Marion back, she's awesome. You see her, like they're yelling at each other. You get that spite and everything back and forth. They're arguing that you love so much from from Raiders. But yeah, those two scenes just take you so far out that it's hard to get back in to what is a very good action movie, action adventure movie. Um, but yeah, I was very mad at the beginning <laughs> when I first saw it. I remember because I, I was 2008, so I was 12. Yeah, that makes. That I would have been sense. 20. Yeah, I've been 20. I'm 10 years older than you. I'm 11 years older than you. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I hadn't seen any of them in theaters before. And then it was like, hey, new Indiana Jones coming out. We're going to get to watch it in the in the cinemas. And so like, I was just, this is awesome. And, and I was still like a kid. So I didn't have that cynical right. adult brain watching a movie where you get angry because it's not like all the other stuff. You just go, this is cool. Shia LaBeouf, he's in Transformers. I like that. Like, you just, everything is just good. I think, like, so originally I was like, nice, they've hit it out the park again. Looking back, like, in the years since, I've only seen the movie maybe two or three more times, which in itself right. I think speaks volumes as to, like, just the overall quality. <laughs> of it. It, it doesn't, it doesn't right. keep calling me back like the others do. Um but yeah, I, I can see what you're saying. Like, there's just a few things that are just so far fetched, which is ridiculous to say in the realm of Indiana Jones, who does all these things. But somehow, the swinging through the vines and the refrigerator, particularly as you mentioned, just seems so out of place. That it's just like, okay, that that doesn't make any yeah. sense. But but uh, yeah, and I like Shia LaBeouf. I like Shia LaBeouf as yeah. an actor. I think he's a very good actor. Like you watch him. Like what did we just watch? We watched uh, the greatest game ever played. Have you seen that? It's a it's a golf movie. No, I haven't. Um, it's actually direct. It's directed by Bill Paxton. It's on Disney Plus. So if you if you get a chance, it's actually a very. It's one of my favorite sports movies of all time. The cinematography in it is absolutely incredible, and Shia LaBeouf is in it, and he's young. You know, it would have been um, before. Crystal Skull, if I remember, I think it came out in like 2006. Mm-hmm. I have to look it up. I don't quote me on that. Like, I'm not an expert on it. But, um, like, it, he's a very good actor. He really is. I know that, like, with his plagiarism and everything, that, that's like, he's like, it's not, you know, like, I obviously don't condone that and everything. But, like, like he's a good actor. Like, and, like, even in holes as a little kid, the kid yeah. he nails it. So I don't think the character, like, I know a lot of people, especially people my age, didn't like the Shia LaBeouf acting people, but like, no, he, he did not. He was good in that movie. He really was. And like, and he's a good foil. And like, it's, I liked seeing that whole idea of Indy having his son, like, Oh, you do what your own thing is. You know, you do whatever it is. that makes you happy. Like no one needs to tell you. And then like, he looks at his, when he finds out it's his son, why didn't you make him finish school? It's just such yeah. a dad thing. Like he, he, he immediately comes dad. Joe. He, he becomes his dad immediately you know what i mean like he's immediately like everything that he wanted to not be he immediately falls into the the falls into the trap of every dad ever like it's like that's just you can't help you can't help it and uh kate blanchett i i love her i always do and like i didn't love her 
before, but like say, like I said, as I've gotten older, some time passing, like she's great, and she's a she's a great uh, uh, Indiana Jones villain. They're all yeah. usually over the top. They're over the top, and the the villains that like, um, uh, like you just get like all the characters are just nuts, and like you go from Belloc to Belloc to Donovan to to the the SS general in in Temple of in, in uh, Raiders of the Lost ah, Last Crusade the Mola Rom like what do all those guys have in common they are over the top nuts and she fits yeah. in perfectly you know what I mean so and then you like one of my favorite things ever is you always had the unkillable bad guy in 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 all in all Indiana Jones films the guy that you can't beat through normal methods like any any can't just punch his way out of it. You yeah. get it with the mechanic in Raiders. You get it with the the one um, the one guard in uh, cultist in Temple of Doom. You get the SS general in 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 Last Crusade, and then so then now you get the the Russian the the Russian operative guy. You know, like you just yeah. can't like Indy is what Indy can't just punch punch his way out of this one. Oh no! So like it's it hits it has all those things that you want. It just needed to tighten it up just a smidge. Someone need. It was it was George Lucas not having someone pushing back against him because like he has great ideas and then he has very bad ideas and I've read about the whole thing with the with the refrigerator that when he went to to Steven Spielberg and Kathleen Kennedy I guess he basically wore them down he wanted this to happen so bad that he did research on it he did all this like I guess he brought in like this like six inch binder of how Indy could survive if he did this like this is how much he wants so like Steven Spielberg has even said like he just wouldn't take no for an answer and I was tired so I said yes like that's what it, that's what it was basically he wore them down so yeah yeah no that's pretty I mean like it's cool that like I always enjoy hearing those little quips and stuff about Things that I guess you wouldn't normally hear about about things like that, but then it, it's telling of the relationship between the creators and like even just the fact that they, he clearly cared so much about the character to, to try and do something like that. And had it come off, it would have been awesome. It just just didn't play quite right. Yeah, no, it's good. Good cast too. It does has a, has a, has a strong cast, I and mean, we have multi. You have Academy Award winners in there. You know what I mean? Like this isn't yeah. this is, like this isn't like this isn't a slouchy cast. You know what I mean? Like there, this is this is a good cast. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. All right, so to round it out, <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, the critics give it seventy eight, and the audience gives it fifty three. So by far the lowest. Whoa, fifty three. Yeah, that's so low. That's that's not even fresh, right? I forget how it works. Is anything above fifty still fresh? I don't think or... so. I don't know. Whoa. I, 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 I was just shocked by the number myself. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know what? It, that's that's that. You know what that is? That's backlash. Yeah. How dare you from the fans? You know what I mean? I I wonder if there's an edit out there. Similarly, like when they did the Phantom edit, where they edited out all Jar Jar scenes from from Phantom <laughs> Menace. Like I want. I wonder if there's like a a fridge edit. No. <laughs> a, Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Um, so we said a couple of things that you'd remove from the movie. What's your What's your favorite scene from Crystal Skull? 
Yeah, it's the it's the ant fight scene. I think that scene is is dead on an Indiana Jones level thing. Like it's it's similar. If if it's the same notes to me, where like Indy's fighting on a on a big conveyor belt with rocks mm-hmm. and he's going to get crushed by a by a pulverizer. You know what I mean? It's him fighting uh, the mechanic when 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 they're you know a plane is going around. They got to watch out for the they got to watch out for the the spinning blades. You know those type of things. It's him fighting on top of a tank and then suddenly being able to grab a vine you know like it's it, it hits that so like it feels to me that the, the biggest continuation of some really cool indiana jones scenes and then going into there like and so like i've heard people criticize like oh this is silly it's like no this is so on brand for indiana like even when i was watching it originally in the theaters it was my favorite scene and my wife's too. Same thing. Like we we both liked it. But yeah, it's just uh, it's a brutal scene. And, like you see him getting carried underneath, and the ants crawling over you. It also was reminiscent of the of the Mummy, which I think is also one of the top five best action adventure movies of all time. And also takes um, a lot from Indiana Jones movies itself. Absolutely. Like the, the, I think it's I think the Mummy is one of the best movies at capturing the Indiana Jones spirit itself. You know, like it really, really does. And so anyway, you get that with the scarabs in in the mummy too, with the with the ants, which I always thought was brutal, but cool at the same time. But yeah, that's my favorite scene. What's yours? Um, I think one of the ones that's the most iconic to me sticks in my head is when they're they're at the burial site. It's just uh Shia LaBeouf and, and Harrison Ford and they're they're trying to find where the old like whether the bodies are buried yeah. or the embalmed the bodies con- and they yeah, the and they're like perfectly stores, yeah. preserved and then they like age like and they just disintegrate in front of them uh i think there's some there's a funny line in that too about like indiana jones has to defend himself that he's not a grave robber even though like as we said before <laughs> he basically is <laughs> so it's, yeah, very it's very much clever so and very cool. It's like uh, almost like X Files, like do 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 do, kind of like this is really yeah. weird and kind of spooky. I like it. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's kind of what I was. That why this movie is frustrating is because you get you get some very 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 cool scenes, some very Indiana Jones scenes in this movie. Mm. You know, like you you do like the ones that would stand up with all the re- the other three movies as well. It's just that there's some scenes that just take you so far out of the movie that it's hard for you to get pulled back in. That's what's rough about it. And and because yeah, that whole that whole sequence is very reminiscent of of Last Crusade, of them going into the crypt and how creepy it is, but also like how mm-hmm. cool it is that they're in this crypt. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that goes back to Belloc at the beginning. He's like, look at this watch. I bought it for ten bucks. I buried it in the desert for a thousand years. It becomes priceless. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's so like what it like, but like yeah, they're grave robbers. They go and they take stuff from where people are dead. <laughs> like that is really what they are. They really, really are that. You know? Yeah, yeah. But it's like that honor amongst thieves. That then like they try and just push that onto everyone else. Like no, nah, but it's cool what we're doing. I guess like that the the lens <laughs> that Indy looks at it is like he he steals it not for personal gain. He puts it in museums for the for the world to enjoy. It's kind of I, like that line I, in. In National Treasure, where Nick Cage is like, this this stuff belongs to the American people, and they should they should be able to see it. They should be able to know about it. That it's their stuff. I just found right. it. So, so like it's very similar. Um, so with all that being said, 
the four movies very quickly reviewed and summed up. Um, there is word on the horizon about a fifth. Are you excited for it? Uh, absolutely. I like. I like. It's not just rumors. Like they're filming it. Like we, I've seen set pieces for it. Like it's it's on its way. They're already they're already filming it. And uh, uh, gosh, have you seen have you seen this show Fleabag? Have you have you no, seen that I show haven't. before? I think it's on. No problem. You've seen Solo, right? The the Solo the Han story the Han Solo movie for Star Wars. You've seen no, that. No, right? I have not seen that. Oh wow, you haven't seen that either. Okay, well, no. uh, the yeah, okay, well, the the Phoebe Phoebe Waller Bridge, who's the who's the main character in Fleabag, and she plays L three in Han Solo. Um, like they, she is the main uh, female character in in the movie, and they've added some really cool. I think Bati- Dave Batista's in it as as one of the bad guys. No, 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 he's in he's in Knives Out. Never mind, forget what I said. Yeah, they're filming it, and so. Uh, I'm I'm really excited because like guess what it's it's similar like how I feel about when something Star Wars comes out like cool it's got laser swords it's got it's got Jedi's it's got you know space battles I'm in I'm gonna have a good time and I've definitely as I've gotten older like if if temp if if a Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was released today I'd have a better attitude because I remember at that time I was ready to dunk on things a lot more mm-hmm. when I was in my early 20s. Like, I was much more, like, critical. And as I've gotten older, and honest, honestly, as I've gotten through doing I Like to Like Things as a podcast, like, it's given me more appreciation of just enjoying things a lot more. Um, and my dad has actually said that, too. He says, oh, I don't, like, I'm not critical of things that I watch on TV anymore because I don't have as much time to not like it. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're right. Just, like, <laughs> just enjoy the movie for what it is. So, anyway, I feel like they probably, like, learned some lessons from from kingdom of a crystal skull i think um that they're gonna i i just i looking at the cast and like what they're trying to do i'm really excited for it i really am um i think they're gonna do a really good job and honestly i guarantee you i'll like it just because like it's just more indie it's my favorite favorite movie series of all time i'm just excited like i really really am like i i i think it's gonna be good yeah me too would you would you ever want a rebooted series Say if they weren't doing this succession, if they were to have someone right. to like take over the role and yeah. just start again, who would you have I, that be? I don't, would you be interested I don't, in it? Yeah. Man, it used to be Chris Pratt. Uh, yeah. I know it was a thing. I'm not. I'm not so. I'm not super on board with that anymore. So, uh, but uh, it used to be that. I I think there are enough enough good characters out there. Good character, a uh, good actor. Excuse me, good actors out there that could pull off the, pull that off. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. honestly, one of the people that I usually like, I, I point to because, because I feel like this dude has absolute chemistry with every person that's on screen, and it's Oscar Isaac. I love Oscar mm-hmm. Isaac. I think he's fantastic, and I feel like Oscar Isaac because like think about any time that dude's on screen, he has chemistry. With every single person that's on screen, including BB-8, and and, yeah. and Force Awakens, like, is he in love with BB-8? Is BB-8 in love with him? It's like, ah, maybe I don't know. You see him with Finn, like, oh my gosh, are they in love? Oh, that's super cool. You see him with Princess Leia. Wait, are they? Are they in love? Because that's yeah. the type of that's the type of chemistry that you want from your lead actor. So for me, if I was going to cast, it'd be Oscar Isaac as as Indy. I think because like he just can play rugged, but also can play debonair. Like he got he has that good mix between the two. 
Um, yeah. But no, I'm not against it. I do not. I do not think they should do it while Harrison Ford is still with us. Very sad day. What eventually he does, because like we both, me and my wife both said, he's going to die in a plane crash because he keeps crashing planes yeah, he- and helicopter from from Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in a in a in some type of flying vehicle crash. So anyway, which is very sad. But yeah, do not reboot it while he is still alive because I feel like that's just pointless because you still have him. And you're seeing that he can, when he's almost 80 years old, can still do an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, there's no reason to to do it. But yeah, if I was going to continue along the story, which I'm not against, I really am not. Um, I, I'm, I'm not because like people say like, oh, well, find something new. Why? Indiana Jones is awesome. Just keep making them till the day that they can't make them any, until movies don't exist anymore. But you just have to find the right guy. And I think Oscar Isaac is the perfect age, um, perfect uh charisma level perfect like like just i just think that that's that's the best casting for it yeah i agree actually i think that's a great idea so that's two votes oscar isaac we just we get a petition going we'll work it out um <laughs> the expanded the expanded sort of stuff so did you ever watch the young indiana jones no, because it doesn't feel like I know that like it is canon, right? But like it just never it, that one doesn't feel the same because like for me, it, like Indiana Jones is Harrison Ford. Yes. So unless you see unless Harrison Ford is doing his Indiana Jones thing, it's not Indiana Jones. I, I yeah. honestly, I should probably try and check it out. I haven't. Um, it just either, doesn't so... interest me. Like it just doesn't it doesn't interest me at all. It really doesn't. Yeah. No, fair enough. What about the uh, the Lego games? You play those Indiana Jones Lego? Oh yeah, those are, those are so much fun. They really, really are. I I think I have to look because uh, I played them on Xbox 360. Uh, but since my daughters are such big fans of both Lego and Indiana Jones, I gotta see if it's out on the Switch or not. I don't remember if it is. I have to look that up because that would be a fun one to, for us to play. Um, I, I sadly only have one set from. Uh, Indiana Jones. Like I don't. There's only one. I re- that, like that has always been my biggest thing. Is they have one of the reasons that I want the Indiana Jones movie to come out is that they will probably bring back sets from the other the older sets too. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. They had a yeah. They they had the the Boulder Chase scene as a Lego, but like they've been retired for for decades. So like you can't get them for under a thousand dollars. So yeah. on some of them, if you really want to get them. So I only have one. I have the I have the Well of Souls with the with the Ark. It's a pretty cool. They don't even call it that. They call it like the like the Hidden Cavern. Is what they call it. Is <laughs> actually the name of the set. I'll send you a picture after we're done. But it has Marion. It has some snakes. It has the Ark. It's really cool. So, uh, but uh, I just I would love to have all the Indiana Jones sets. And so that's. Yeah, I but yeah, the Lego games themselves, they're a ton of fun. They really, really are those. The Star Wars ones are a blast. Um, but the Indiana Jones one is it's it's just top notch. It really is. Yeah. It's phenomenal. All right, man. Well, we'll have to draw this episode to a close as much as I'd love <laughs> to keep talking about one of the greatest movie series of all time. Uh thank you so much for joining me, man. Do you wanna plug your show and and stuff like that, your socials? Yeah, so we come out every Monday stateside, um, and uh, we we do, like I said, we do an episode with a guest, and then we do an episode with my wife, uh, Lise, and I taking their advice. So, like, you're going to get each each two weeks is basically a chunk dedicated to one thing. Uh, and 
um, where you can, so like, if you want to be on there, you think you have a thing, please come tell me. We're always looking for new guests that are passionate about something. Um, we'll work around anybody's recording schedule. Like we, we love recording with people that love stuff. And so you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at like two, that's the number two, like two like things. Um, and yeah, you can find us on literally any podcaster, podcatcher. Uh, Jax is, uh, if you go to, let me see, what was your episode called? Cause it was, it was chicken, chicken dentistry. Chicken That's Dentistry was what yeah was the name of your episode. So if you want to listen uh, to him, then that's the one. That's a good one to start on. I I highly recommend it. It's a, it was a great episode. Awesome, yeah. I I had an absolute blast on the show. I had an absolute blast on this episode. Thank you so much for joining me, man. And uh, we'll have to do another one on one of the other many shared interests that we have. That sounds amazing. I'm a hundred percent down. All right, sounds good. Take it easy, man. Thanks. Bye.